What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A lot of great bodybuilders begin their journey by overcoming huge challenges. Some people's bodies fall apart long before they begin to build them back up. So when they step on stage, the battle has already been won. Let's grow big together. The podcast that tastes as good as it looks. I'm Fausto Fernos. And I'm Mark Fillion. In this series, we're taking a look at the passion for muscle, adventures in bodybuilding, muscle gods, muscle worship, and practical advice to put on the gains. Today, personal trainer, kidney transplant recipient, and bicep god, Hamilton Parks joins us to talk about overcoming his medical challenges to build a glorious jacked physique. Plus, if you want big biceps, train like a gymnast. Why sweet potatoes will make you swole. And be sure to check out our protein-packed sweet potato pie recipe. So delicious that both Ronnie Coleman and Patti LaBelle would approve. Let's grow big together. And all the fabulous podcasts made by Feast of Fun are made possible because of legendary listeners just like you. For an ad-free experience, access our full catalog of over 3,000 shows on our website, feastoffun.com plus, or follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash feastoffun. Need help with your bodybuilding? Hire me to consult with you to get to the next level. Message me, Fausto Fernos, directly on Instagram, and for 99 bucks, I'll talk to you one-on-one on the phone and answer every question, every single question your heart desires. Hello, this is Hamilton Parks. Hi, Hamilton Parks. This is Fausto. And Mark from Let's Grow Big Together. <laughs> What's up, guys? My name's Cupcake. What's show? <laughs> <laughs> I love that your uh, fitness personal training business is named Cupcake Fitness. Oh, yeah. I love cupcakes. <laughs> no relationship to RuPaul's alter ego, Cupcake from Star Booty. <laughs> oh, was it? Cu- I thought it was pound cake. Was no, it no, cupcake. cupcake. Uh, oh. In Star Booty, it's cupcake. When she goes undercover as a, as a uh, sex worker on the street, she's like, cupcake. My name's right? Cupcake. What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> I need to take a look at that. No relation to that. It's a movie that RuPaul doesn't want anybody to see, I guess. <laughs> it's It's been like erased off of Netflix and everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to watch it, there we do have a link on YouTube, but it's like unlisted. It just says like 
funny movie. And it's subtitled in, in Portuguese. Or yeah, it's, a, it's in yeah. Brazil. Like Brazilians love this movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've got to find so that. We. i got to see that. I yeah, think yeah, if you yeah. want to buy like a DVD of it on on, on uh, eBay or something, it was like $200 or something yeah. crazy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my name's there's, Cupcake. There's a lot of... If you want to buy my DVD, it'll be $1,000 for you now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, you know, there's some full frontal in there, and I just, you know. She's got to be respectable now. Yes. Oh, oh, gotcha. <laughs> but that's not this podcast. <laughs> Hamilton. That's for another time. Yes. You, you have phenomenal biceps. Thank you. And uh, I'm sure everybody asks, can I touch them? And also asks you, because you're a trainer and a bodybuilder, like, how do I get big biceps? Yeah, that is, um, I was just in the grocery store yesterday and this woman came up to me and and said something about them. So I'm pretty unassuming normally, but I guess other people are always saying something about them. So you're right. Now, do you wear tight t-shirts or you're like, sometimes like when you're going into a, a place and you think you're like wanting attention, are you just like, well, let me show them the guns and that'll really impress them. Well, I, I just, I don't, I don't like loose shirts. I just, they don't feel right. So I, I mean, I guess it's kind of a show them off type thing, but the, it's more like just, Comfort. I feel like I'm swimming in a, if I'm in a shirt that's too big. Well, you do uh, have photos of yourself in one of those bodybuilding spaghetti tops, those tank tops that they're, you know, they give you away for free sometimes at <laughs> bodybuilding expos. Yeah, I, um, I just, I prefer to work out in, um, in tanks. So like mm -hmm. if I'm wearing a t-shirt, then it's probably like a leg day. Mm -hmm. But, um, but in order to do like most of my uh, lifts, like I feel like I need I, don't, I can't wear sleeves because it just gets too tight, too hot. Uh, those peaks on those biceps. I'm looking at your Instagram on Cupcake, and I'm just like, wow, that's they're high. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a little bit of genetics, um, but I do, um, you know, a little bit goes a long way with my training. Yeah. So, Well, you know, this is a question I get asked a lot. And as a person who studied gymnastics in my youth, uh, you know, and you look at who has the best biceps in any kind of sport? It's the gymnasts, right? Yeah. And, and part of that is, you know, they're doing a lot of what, what I, the term that I really like is called um, uh, eccentric. And correct me here, Hamilton. So eccentric is when you slow down against gravity. Correct. Right. So when you're doing a, a chin up, that's going uh, against gravity, and when you're slowing it down, that's the, uh, I'm sorry, in the direction of gravity. And you, I heard in one of your podcasts before, uh, one of your episodes about the eccentric uncle, um, and that's such a good way to, to think about it. Like, the, the weird uncle, like, that's when you're, when you get weird, get nasty, like, you're, you're, like, exerting all the force on that muscle. And, and so, so the idea here is, you know, for the gymnasts is they're doing their chin-ups, and they're going slow on the way down. And that's built, you know, giving you enough muscle damage. But I don't know. There's something magical that happens with like close grips, palm facing ch uh, chin ups that can really help develop your biceps in a way that no other bicep exercise does, in my opinion. Yeah, that's actually how I start all of my uh, my pull days is with uh, pull ups to failure. Me too. Yeah, it's that's the best way to like put all that yeah. blood in there, like pre exhaust the muscle. So, absolutely. And, you know, there, there is like a, another strategy that, you know, we, we hear this a lot and I'm curious to hear your thoughts and the bro split versus 
integrating your arms into the you know the larger muscle group day. So like so if you're doing chest, um, some people like to do tricep works on that day. And other people like to do bicep works because your triceps are already exhausted from doing chest. Other people like to do that in addition to having an arm day by itself. What are your thoughts on this? Because you, you know, you can speak from experience because you have fabulous biceps. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really do like an arm day, like a, just an arm day by itself. I, I do the, it's pretty much the bro split, the push pull legs. So push. Um, I'm doing, um, chest and triceps and shoulders. And then on pull I'm doing, um, back and biceps. So, uh, but I will say like, I, I don't do, um, I, I, what I traditionally do is go, I don't do rest days. So I go push, pull legs, push, pull legs, just all the way through. So it, usually it's not like Mondays or push or anything like that. So every, um, every third day is, um, is a pull day. And so that's when I'm doing my, um, my buy. So the very next day or yeah. the very the day before the push day is when I've done the triceps. So I've got the, the, um, the push on one day and then pull the next day. And so it really, you know, my arms are like always full. Um, so I really give my, my arms like one day to rest, whether that's triceps or biceps. So mm -hmm. you, you find it's better to sort of like fully exhaust your tricep on your chest day because it's already being worked out to some degree, as opposed to giving your biceps a fresh chance on the chest day, for example. Correct. And you know, that's interesting because like other people have say the opposite, uh, like, like the coach that I'm working with right now is like, I want you to try this approach. Yeah. So I actually, like I, I just um, got a new coach actually. And, and he is um, it's not, it's not what I traditionally do. And I'm really trying to follow what he's saying to do um, so that I get all the gains that I possibly can. But um, I, I, the, it, the, the push day does have triceps in it, but then um, I do shoulders is a separate day completely. So normally I would do my, tr my shoulders with my push um, and then pull pretty much is um, back and biceps. But I think mm -hmm. in the split that I'm doing right now, it, there's like two, um, there is a, um, there's two pull days within okay. that. So two back and bicep days. And and the takeaway is basically like train as often the muscle group as often as it can recover. Right. And, and I, I learned a long time ago that, yeah. um, you only need, you need two days between each body part. So that's why, um, and I'm, I'm also kind of like a energizer bunny. Like I can't, not train rest days are the worst for me every now and again i will take one rest day i'm supposed to be taking two a week right now yeah um but i just can't i can't sit still that long <laughs> why, why are you supposed to be doing two um I, just just for rest and repair and, and growth um is but i have done so everything up until now i've done without uh having a regular rest day i literally go every day um, and if for some reason, like if I'm traveling or something and I just can't make it, then I don't feel so bad. Cause I'm like, I did everything I could to, to get in the gym, but I just couldn't. You don't worry so, about overtraining. No. Um, I, I really will wake up in the morning and if I'm supposed to rest and I will like pace around the apartment or just be cranky, uh, if I can't get a lift in. So you have that energy to do it and you you don't feel like your body needs time to repair. Well, well, that's, that's the thing is what the, um, 
two days off of every part. Like I'm not training the same mm-hmm. body part um, more than, you know, I've got two days in between that. So I, I don't feel like it is over exhausting anything. Because okay. there are some people listening to this and they're like, honey, every day is a rest day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listening for the sexy people. stories with the bodybuilders, you know? So, <laughs> and, 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 you know, and part of it is like, look, we want to encourage you to start simple, do something, uh, you know, 5% more exercise is going to make, you know, 200% bigger change in your life. Mm. Exactly. And uh, one thing that I love that everybody's starting to do and be more aware of now with the rise of smartwatches and, you know, personal pedometer rings or bracelets and stuff is just keeping track of your steps. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how a lot of it started for me. Um, and similarly, I'm still um, I have an Apple Watch and yeah. I don't necessarily need to close my rings, but I, I try to make sure that I do just because, again, that's like the the crazy competitive person in me, I've, I've got to, you know, push myself as far as I can possibly go. But you're right. Like getting started is just a matter of like moving. It doesn't have to be, you know, every day. It doesn't have to be for more than like 30 minutes a day. But that's what I try to tell people is uh, just get up and go do something. Now, Mark has us all beat here. Mark, what's your average steps a day? Uh, about 15,000, I'd say. That's a, the other day you were like 25,000. I mean, when, I, when I'm working, I can do yeah. 25 or 36,000. That's amazing. I'm like, I'm huff, I'm hoofing it to try to get 12,000. Uh, what's your daily steps? You know, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not tracking my steps as much as I am just my like, you can um, open up your my, watch right now, Hamilton, and tell us. Okay, okay. Let me let me see. Take a look. <laughs> um, Don't, you gotta put them on. The put them on the spot. Be like, it was four thousand. Yeah, because um, sometimes you know when you work like, a desk job, it's like it, it's hard to get those steps in. It is. You like know? I'm at forty six hundred right now. At you know one. And you just started your day. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. the only thing I did was really just take the dog off for a walk. That's and you do really that three good. times a day. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's true. I um, so, so I'm. I'd have to look at my phone, and that's I don't want right. to. Our dog is my, more jacked than any of us. He's like, <laughs> that poor dog is like, come on, we're going for a walk now. He's like, again? Mm-hmm. No, oh that, gosh, that, my dog is lazy. My, <laughs> I, our dog, if he could live outside, he would. You know, he's such a, such a sweetheart. But he's, you know, and that's like dogs love to walk to some degree. They're they're it sort ha- of. It really helps with their yeah. dogs get very anxious when they don't yeah. walk. You know, so and you, people you got, do too. You have to walk them. Yeah. They, Relax. Yeah. Uh, a good, calm dog is a dog that is tired. Whoa, that is the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a good, uh, calm boyfriend is a boyfriend that's tired too. Oh, I try and keep mm. you tired. <laughs> that explains that. I like everything. to be tired. Yeah. You like to be tired? <laughs> I like to be tired. Worn out. <laughs> Worn out. <laughs> now, Hamilton, uh, your journey into bodybuilding and fitness has had a lot of highs and lows. Uh, You've had, uh, how many times have you had your kidneys removed? Well, I actually haven't had them removed at all. I've just had them put in. I've had new ones put in. New so ones? Actually, yeah, I've had, okay. two, I've had two transplants, um, all because of congenital uh, birth issues. So born with uh, something that caused a blockage to my kidney. So by the time I was uh, just about three months old, they were damaged to the point of, um, you know, they were going to continue to, um, to deteriorate until I would need a transplant. So of course you can live with one kidney, um, but with both of them damaged, I knew I was going to need a a transplant. So when I was 24, I had to have one. Um, And so actually I was not active at all until 
after that first transplant, like I was a really heavy kid. I was really heavy sedentary for the most part. Um, so after that first transplant, um, I did a competition at, um, at work where it was the biggest loser. Um, and I think I went from like 230 pounds to 190. Um, and that was, that was a lot of walking and cardio. I, I can't do cardio and walking now because I'll just waste away. And, and to, to clarify this for the listeners, not the TV show, The Biggest Loser, but it's a uh, just a challenge at your job. Correct. That was sort of based on the same premise, like who can lose the most weight? Right. So, um, so did you yeah. like uh, eat a lot before your first weigh-in? <laughs> Well, interestingly, yeah. uh, the first time around, I didn't have to eat a lot because yeah. I was already like pretty heavy. But then I did it the very next year just because I wanted to participate. And I did. It was it started in January. And so at Christmas, I just like went ham on like all the sweets, all the all the terrible stuff. And it was delicious. But then I, I had already gotten to a, a lifestyle where I hated feeling disgusting. So, um, I was ready to start. I, I didn't lose as much cause you know, if you don't have a lot to lose, like it, it's a lot harder to, to take it off. But, um, but, but yeah, I definitely, um, I did it again the second time around the first time around I won, I lost the most weight second time around I did not Um, but then after that second time around, I decided I was actually going to start, you know, lifting weights. Cause the first time was really just cardio and just getting rid of all mm-hmm. the excess weight. And, and so in terms of like your kidneys, um, since you started bodybuilding, have you had any kind of trouble with them? Um, that is a great question. I actually haven't. And people are always asking like, is this okay for you? Like, are you okay to, to be doing all this? The funny thing was after my, um, I had a rejection scare the first time around yeah. and, um, I asked the doctor just to be sure. Um, and she said, just don't, um, which, I didn't really follow, but she said, uh, just don't deadlift more than, um, either. She said either half your weight or your weight is what she said. And I thought about that and I was like, well, that's nothing. And I was like, and how does that really affect my kidney? That Mm. would just, that just sounds more like a, you know, a functional type of caution for anybody really. Um, so I didn't really listen to her. (laughs) I guess that her concern is like your, you know, pressure on your abdominals Mm -hmm. would might compromise the kidneys that were put in there. Right. Possibly. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still, you know, I can still deadlift much more than I weigh and, um, and I haven't had any problems with that. So I'm on my second transplant now. I was just was at the doctor two weeks ago. I think I, I go see the doctor, I do labs every month and I go to the doctor, uh, every three months and they said, everything is wonderful. Um, so at first I was really scared about taking creatine because you know, that is, um, processed through your kidneys. Like when excess creatine comes out as creatinine, which, um, you have too much creatinine in your blood that, um, that can lead to really bad stuff. And usually that's how they will, um, determine whether you have like a loss of kidney function. So, um, my kidney function is actually great. And interestingly enough, after my second kidney, they told me that doctors are not using creatinine as a really good indicator of kidney performance now, just because, um, you know, advancements in medicine have shown that people with a lot of muscle mass, they usually have higher creatine levels just because of their, they have, um, low body fat, high muscle mass. It just means that you are, um, you're going to have more creatinine in your body. So, um, so yeah, nothing has really stopped me from from weightlifting, even two kidney transplants in. 
Because this is the thing, you know, like with with bodybuilding and and muscle building in general, and you know, performance enhancing supplements or drugs, um, it they're just pushing nutrients into your muscle cells. Right. So the reason anabolic steroids work and work so well is because they're pushing, you know, protein and sugars into your blood, into your muscle cells, making them more efficient. Now, because the tendons are not necessary, I guess tendons are living tissue, but they don't work the same way as muscle cells do. Well, they don't have that the the blood going into them. The right? blood, yeah. So, so then they're not able to have that sort of performance enhancement. And so, what happens? Like you have a lot of people sort of having injuries. Uh, when they first start their first cycle, because they're like, shit, I'm 20 or 50 percent stronger. Let's go, you know, and then the tendons are like, help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can't catch up with all that extra force on them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to some degree, creatine sort of works in the same way is that it's pushing, you know, nutrients into your muscle cells. It's hydrating them for sure. And you're having that similar performance enhancement. Right. But uh, in your case, uh, you know, no one needs to ask you if you're natty because if you were juicing, the, you would lose your kidneys, right? Or Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. I have people ask all the time. Actually, people do ask, they're like, are you, are you on steroids? I'm like, I'm not on steroids. Uh, and there's a simple reason for why not. It's because like it would just, you know, ruin my kidney and my one good kidney. So I've got all, I've got. Four kidneys, only one of them works. What is steroids? Uh, so my two that I was born with, the one that was transplanted, that um, doesn't work anymore, and then the transplanted one that I got in 2020, um, that is keeping everything going. So no, no steroids for me. Can't do drugs. What does steroids do to a kidney? I think it just it um, it it wears them out just because like all of that is processed through the kidneys and it just can't keep up. Because it's a, a lot of blood vessels in there too, right? And well, my understanding is that um, you know anything that raises your blood pressure mm -hmm. is not going to be good for for things that are very sensitive, like your kidneys, mm -hmm. right? So the way the kidneys work is that there's teeny tiny little blood vessels in there, mm -hmm. and so when your blood pressure is high, especially for a sustained period of time, and you know with steroid cycles, it's like potato chips; you just can't have just one. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, after five or six years or a decade of being on high blood pressure and, you know, let's face it, a lot of people, they rather just kind of like go na, 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 when it comes to their health. Um, you know, I mean, you know, and I, I describe steroids as kind of as, as bad for your body as like smoking or drinking to excess. And so I always tell people, listen, if you're going to be on a steroid cycle, don't touch alcohol, don't smoke cigarettes because all that stuff is just compromising your blood pressure and so you know if you talk to a lot of these professional bodybuilders the big guys they're on blood pressure medication just because of the fact that it can be so damaging to some of your organs like your kidneys when when your blood pressure is high yeah and and the other thing about um that you have to watch out for i have to watch out for is all of the protein yeah that you have to take in to build the muscle like with one kidney you can't filter out like you're if, if i'm a spilling protein like if they are checking my urine and they see that there's protein in my urine that means i'm i'm eating more protein than my body can keep up with mm -hmm. so um and you so can, that's an issue too you can smell the protein in your urine too can't you if sometimes, like, sometimes yeah. i feel like there's i think i smelled something once and was <laughs> like that's you're taking in a lot of protein i'm like all right you can see it too it looks yeah. like if you're if it's really foamy yeah oh if your urine's foamy 
Yeah, if it if it looks like you know, almost kind of like suds, uh, like soapy. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that why guys get peed on in the shower? <laughs> They're trying to get gains. <laughs> Here, stay still. Let me pee on you. It's good for your muscles. <laughs> soapy. Uh, you want soapy ones? Okay. Let me take a little extra. They're like, I'm not sure this works, Coach. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Just take it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily. Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> yeah, my name's Cupcake, and I'm gonna pee on you. <laughs> well, uh, you know, in terms of like navigating the world around you, you know, certainly like, do you feel like your family is like? supportive of your bodybuilding? Are they just like worry warts? Are they just like, Hamilton, you're so healthy. Uh, (laughs) They're supportive. I think when I first started, they were like really, they were nervous. My dad especially was like, you know, should you be doing that with your, with your one kidney? And then, you know, once I got clearance from the doctor, then, you know, I really didn't get any, any worry with, with that. And then, the when I lost my first kidney and I like ballooned up and was <clears throat> out of shape, couldn't work out, was retaining fluid just because of the the nature of not having working kidneys. I think they realized like you were really healthy when you were able to you know work out and lift and and be disciplined. So um, it's more like I get fit shamed because like I don't eat the way other people eat. That's the biggest thing. I'll, I'll go out to eat. They'll be like, Oh, you're not getting, you're not going to eat stuff like this. Are what, what are your friends and family in your community pressuring you to eat the most? <laughs> Normal food. <laughs> well, like, so like a macaroni and cheese, I'm imagining yeah, like, like pasta and bread and, um, and sweets. And I don't need, I don't need anyone encouraging me to eat sweets. Cause I mean, I freaking named my, um, personal training business after sweets. I love sweets. Like I could do, I could do sweets. I just, I know that for me and my body, like some people, it doesn't work that way. But for me, like I have to eat really lean, really clean in order to see the gains that I want. Because I just, um, if I eat a lot, I just, I just gain fat. Like I, I just can't, um, I have to really be intentional about the nutrients that I put in, in me, uh, in order to get the look that I'm going for. And for people who are not 
can't see you. You're a black man living in South Carolina. Correct. And so I imagine, you know, family and, you know, the holidays are coming. Right. No one's going to ask you to bring the mac and cheese. <laughs> they would because I can throw down on some. <laughs> you what? I can throw down in the kitchen. So you can. I, mean, okay. I, I could, I could, I could actually, I mean, one of my specialties is a sweet potato cake. Um, Ooh. that, that, because there's this place in, in town that makes them. And I tried to go order one a couple of years ago and they were like, you should have called like a month ago. And I tried to call, but I couldn't get through. So I was like, well, damn it. I'm going to make my own. So, um, I've, I have perfected a really great recipe. Everybody loves, but, um, I've been known to make things and just give them away just cause does it fit for me? Do you add protein powder to the sweet potato cake? <laughs> no, but, but I actually have seen a, a recipe for like a protein, um, powder icing, which I could totally get behind. That sounds really good. Now, a lot of people ask um, whether pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie is more anabolic. <laughs> Thanksgiving's coming up, right? Thanksgiving's coming up. And the answer to that is sweet potato pie is, has more nutrients and way more fiber than, than pumpkin pie. I'm glad because pumpkin pie is trash. Oh, don't say that. I'm, I'm agree. You know, this is uh, a <laughs> learn from the wisdom of, of uh, our ancestors. You know, it's like sweet potato pie has all kinds of goodness. And, you know, bodybuilders adore sweet potatoes oh, in, yeah. as their carbs because it's so nutrient rich. Yeah. And, you know, in, at, so on hard. a runaway horse, you can't really tell the difference between sweet potato and, and pumpkin pie. I think you can. A sweet potato I pie is sweeter. And ha- I think it has more. It definitely has more flavor than a pumpkin pie. It has more pumpkin flavor. Pie is like, yeah. Pumpkin pie is like, it, it, it tastes more like a vegetable. I mean, yeah. I know they're both vegetables, but it, it tastes more, uh, I guess, uh, earthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, sweet potato is more satisfying, I think. For sure. It's got a, a richer color to it. But, you know, the thing about the pumpkin pie, too, you know, we think about these pumpkins that sit out, you know, jack-o'-lanterns for Halloween. That's typically not what's in that can, pumpkin. The, the, the pumpkin is actually looks, it is still a pumpkin or it's a, some kind of squash. But it looks yeah, like more like a, yeah, it? it looks more like a butternut squash. Yeah. Than and in Puerto Rico, we had all our pumpkins are like green on the outside. And so as a kid, I was like, "Can we get an orange pumpkin?" They're like, "My mother's like, those don't come to Puerto Rico." Oh, <laughs> and so the do first now, right? year that they started bringing them in from the north, I was like, "I have to have a pumpkin," and I carved a, like a pump, jack-o'-lantern, and and my, and my parents were like. It's November. Throw away the pumpkin. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's mine. Jackie's mine. <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> now, the thing about like pumpkins is they are so, or sweet mm-hmm. potatoes are great. You know, you can make a sweet potato or smoothie. a pumpkin s- smoothie into the soups. It is one of the best things you can be eating mm-hmm. uh, as long as you control the sugar. Now, do you remember back then when uh, Patty LaBelle <laughs> and uh, the Reverend James Wright Chanel had their uh, f- viral moment with Patty's pies that Ooh, were Patty's sold, pies that were yes. sold at Walmart <laughs> that can make you sing like Patty LaBelle. And then Patty LaBelle was asked by the uh, paparazzi what she thought about the Reverend James Wright Chanel's viral video where he's going, "Patty, Patty, I love your pies," you know, right? <laughs> and and she said, I'm not a, a familiar with it. Oh, they're selling fine because, of, you know, they're they've good pies. Selling, yes, they've been selling all along. They've been selling all along. You know, she was basically dismissing it. And then uh, uh, T.S. Madison on social media said, is like, 
Oh no, honey, she did not do it on her own. Ooh, 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 ooh. She needs to get a new attitude. <laughs> and that caught fire. And so the Reverend Wright, James Wright Chanel was invited to perform and, and for a minute tour with uh, Patti LaBelle. And uh, one day, uh, I believe it was, a, it was his birthday. He was celebrating with uh, Patti LaBelle. Uh, she gave him uh, some uh, Louis Vuitton luggage. <laughs> Allegedly, that was used. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And said, like, take a hint. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, in terms of Mar so that, that pie recipe, Mark and I found it, and we uh, try to recreate it at home. And Patty LaBelle's approach is that she puts brown sugar on the crust mm -hmm. and pre-bakes it, yeah. then puts the sweet potato filling and bakes it some more. So the... The the crust is a, a little bit sugary, you know, sugary, but also oh, yeah. a little bit browner than normal. Yeah, like a cookie sounds like it is like a cookie. I'm not, and we were kind of like, eh, it's not as as you know all this hoopla. <laughs> we were like, eh, it's okay, you know. Uh, did we buy one from Walmart and compare that? And we compared it from Walmart, and you know the Walmart one is not the uh, sad to report. It's not Patty Labelle's authentic recipe that no. she puts in her cookbook. So it's something that's sort of made to appeal to the masses. Mm. Huh. But it's still delicious. Yeah, it works for her. I'm a Patty LaBelle sweet potato pie expert. And um, <laughs> on the show notes today, we'll put a, uh, a protein-rich version of Patty LaBelle sweet potato pie in the recipes. Or smoothie. <laughs> or smoothie. Uh, so you guys can uh, taste it along, get your uh, Thanksgiving fix, and uh, and still staying within your macros. How about that? Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. I mean, do you put what's in your smoothie, Hamilton? Yeah, well, interestingly, I'm not on smoothies right now. Um, I'm only on egg whites after working out. Oh, so but I mean, in terms of like, you don't blend anything to like because to me, it's like the the smoothie is a game changer. Gosh, I I miss I miss smoothies and shakes so much no i'm i am literally downing egg whites and whole eggs after i work out but you don't sorry anything i'm just anything? i just vomited nope, a little you don't bit put any, <laughs> you don't put any carbs or anything in there nope not at all no no fruit nothing no nothing so what do you and use you go to the gym and you got a carton of like uh eggs that are cold or are, are they no, ultra so pasteurized what, he's what? cracking them like a snake and swallow I, them whole I am um, I'm coming home. So I, I was yeah. trying to do them um, <laughs> raw. Uh, and so I, I come home and I, um, like right now in the fridge, I, yesterday I bought 60 eggs at the grocery store and, um, <laughs> and I hard boiled like a ton of them. And so I'll just come home and I will, um, I eat the whites and, and I feed my dog the yolks. And then um, when I get to work, I have my second meal and I eat um, four full eggs, hard boiled. And then you go, Babs, Babs, where's the egg man? <laughs> <laughs> Has the egg man come today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what was her name of that character? The, um, I'm blanking out, but uh, Edith Massey yeah. plays her in Pink Flamingos. And she has an obsession with eggs. Every time I'm making a smoothie, I always think about her, you know? I, I sing that. Well, I, don't, I didn't see that, but I saw the, the RuPaul um, episode where they did a yeah. tribute to um <laughs> divine and i sing that song where um ginger men just is singing eggs 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 all i want is eggs and stuff like <laughs> that is my life every morning the golden <laughs> age of drag race. how many eggs do you consume a day 
Oh my gosh. Um, usually about eight. That's a, you know, that's about what we're doing right now. Same, you know, four eggs for breakfast and about like, I put, I like to put two eggs in a, my smoothie and then two egg whites, half a cup of uh, Greek yogurt. Although I'm just not a fan of that low fat Greek yogurt. I find it's kind of like to be a little tart, too tart for my taste, but uh, it is, it is good, has a great protein to carbohydrate balance there. And then I put a half a cup of oats half a cup of blueberries and uh, a scoop of whey protein for that minty taste <laughs> and blend that. And in the afternoon at work, when you have like, you know, five minutes, you can get basically a solid meal in. Cause a lot of people are just like, I can't eat like, like a bodybuilder. And I'm like, well, that's the, the smoothie unlocks the magic of having that nutrition. Cause it, you know, getting your, your enough protein in, in a day and getting enough calories to grow that muscle because gr muscle don't grow on trees. It does yeah, not grow it is, by itself. It is constantly like yeah. gorging yourself and making yourself eat even when you're not hungry. Yeah. I, I remember like you're foie growing yourself. Like when they feed, force feed those geese. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, I can't have another chicken breast. And you're like, eat it. Yeah. It's like going, going to bed, like miserably full. And, and when you come from, when you used to be, uh, a heavy kid, like, and you, and you get to a point where you're, you know, yeah. really impressed with yourself and you feel good about yourself and you feel like you've eaten a house. You're like, gosh, like I feel miserable. But then you wake up the next morning and you're like, Oh, like I look pretty good still. Um, <laughs> well, that's <laughs> so a that, blessing that, and the curse of, of, uh, it former is. It, obese people is because like they can get to that size, but at the same time, there's a psychological obstacle there that that is such a real thing like i i yeah. literally feel like every evening every night when i go to bed i'm like oh i'm so huge and i wake up the next morning and i'm like oh i'm so i'm so skinny i need to like lift heavy in the gym like it's a it's a yo-yo effect it is really like body dysmorphia is is so such a real thing it's it's yeah well in, in part you know body dysmorphia sounds like we're all kind of like you know lost our marbles and and we're just not having enough, you know, part of it is I, I think we just have high expectations, right? We're wanting to accomplish so much in so little time. And, and you know, it's it's sometimes we drive ourselves and our family and friends crazy because of, of the pressures that we're putting on ourselves. So we're, we're basically trying to do the Olympics and hold a nine to five job. Yeah. And it is um, it's hard when like in, in my, um, in this neck of the woods, like I really don't have a whole lot of people who are kind of, are, are like, like-minded. Um, yeah. I feel like people are, I'm constantly being looked at like I'm crazy, but you know, a lot of people at work, um, and, and most of my close friends are like, well, that's just Hamilton. Like he's going, that's what he's going to do. He's going to wake up at five and four in the morning. He's going to go to bed at eight at night. He's not going to eat the sweets that are on the counter at work. Like mm -hmm. he, he's not going to participate in this like potluck lunch type thing. They, after a while, they just realize, well, you know, that's that's who he is. So thankfully, people after a while have gotten to realize that's just kind of who I am. So um, I make it work. So if you're, you're getting up at four o'clock in the morning, that means you're working out before you even start your day job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ooh, I'm dying. <laughs> so you're up at four. Are you at the, you're at the gym by what? Five o'clock in the morning or what? Oh, no, I'm at the gym by like 420. Uh, oh, like quarter to right. quarter after. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I, I just, um, you know, I, I throw on, um, some clothes and then go straight to the gym. Like I don't shower before I go cause there's nobody there anyway. And then I'm going to go and get disgusting. So I know I'm going to have to come home and shower before work. So, um, yeah, I'm usually at the gym from, um, four till about, um, 10 to six and I get home at six and start getting ready for, for the day. And are you getting anything to eat before you work out or empty the- stomach? I work out fasted. Wow. I can't. Ooh, like, I'm dying. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. I feel, um, I feel, I can't, I can't get a good pump. Like I feel miserable if I'm, if I've eaten, like I feel lethargic and, um, I just, I can't do it. So I, I usually just do pre-workout, um, usually some black coffee sometimes and then go to the gym and get it done. And then eggs when I get home. And, you know, just to warn the listeners, uh, there's been new studies that come out that says basically like regularly taking pre-workout increases your chances of having a stroke in your early 30s and 40s. Oh, goodness. I was so, excited when you said early 30s, but I haven't gotten to early 40s. yet. So, so Basically, because, you know, down. when you're in your 50s and 60s and 70s, the chances of you breaking blood vessels in your eyes or in your brain are much higher, you know, because you're. Your, your circulatory system gets worn out as you live through your life. Right. Um, and, and uh, you know, th- we have a whole new generation of people who have been taking caffeinated, intense caffeinated drinks, those energy drinks, like in high school and go, the go, go juice of uh, honey, boo boo, <laughs> you know? And uh, so now they're starting to observe that a lot of young people are starting to have uh, uh, mild strokes of some kind. And uh, they're, you know, they're attributing to it. They're not yet having a causation, but, uh, and maybe we just live in more stressful times overall, but, uh, certainly a lot of people are saying, Hey, uh, you know, uh, use a lot of restraint when it comes to pre-workouts because those definitely are slowly eating at your blood vessels. Now, is that the, is that the, um, the caffeinated ones, or is it just the like caffeinated the caffeinated ones? Okay, because yeah. because yeah. I do like the the pump uh, formulas are are really good, and I can usually I can get away with just coffee. Um, yeah, and but. and so uh, you know, in, in terms of coffee, um, also tea, black tea is a really great yeah. uh, pre workout drink. In fact, I, I and you know, there's something about black tea, Lipt, just regular Lipton. Um, I put it in my water bottle, and I find that like that's like really thirst quenching and. It, the tannins in the tea just jive with my stomach and I have great workouts with it. And people are like, what are you drinking? Like piss water or something or <laughs> cause they can see this like cloudy, you know, urine colored water in my, in my beverage. And I was like, no, it's tea, just black tea. Yeah. I, I, there was a tea that I found. Um, I think it was yeah. <clears throat> like a, um, it was red tea or something um, that had, um, it had black pepper in it and some mm. in a, it's called uh, cordyceps, which I can't remember the the research that I read on it, but but that it was really good for fat burning. Um, and I, I would drink that for a while. But yeah, and I'm I'm very cold natured, so that's if a, it's a hot drink, like I'm all for it. So that's a kind of mushroom cordyceps, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, typically those things are very uh, mushrooms are very good for like antivirals as well, and for liver health, depending on what kind of variety you have, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a meme on the internet that, uh, a lot of people talk about and you know, and I find like, you know, like I had a personal trainer come up to me. He's like, he starts talking about genetics and I'm like, 
I don't want to ever hear about genetics when it comes to bodybuilding, because in some ways it's indirectly racist. And it's all, you know, it's also focusing on the things you can't change in your body as opposed to focusing on the things you can change. And then, you know, in bodybuilding forums, you always hear this expression, you'll never have muscles like a black man. (laughs) And the story goes back to this one bodybuilder who was like out of the gym and he was like walking out in like a tight shirt. And this little old black lady went up to him and grabbed his bicep and said, you'll never have muscles like a black man. Keep drinking your your smoothies, but you'll never get there. (laughs) I could see like Eartha Kitt saying that. (laughs) You'll never have muscles like a black man. <laughs> Keep drinking your smoothies, but it's futile. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because but when I was heavier um, yeah. I, and out of shape, like I always felt like I had a really good frame underneath all of that. Like something told me, I was like, I bet, I bet if I put in some effort, like I could actually look pretty decent. Um, and like my dad is... Um, is like he's much taller than I am. He's like six three. My brother's like six four. Mm. Um, and they're both, you know, <clears throat> well over two hundred pounds. I I can't I can't. I'm having a hard time doing that um, with like solid muscle mass. But um, but but yeah, I, I think I do have really good genetics. In fact, my my arms. People ask me all the time. They're like, how do you get like freaky um, peaks like that? And and I and I tell them I'm like I actually have like a really short bicep pad like you know there's short heads and there's uh, mm-hmm. there's short biceps and long biceps and like if you have short biceps you do get like a sharper higher peak than mm-hmm. if you were to have a longer bicep head and so so I do think that does um, you know that does help with the illusion because they're not even um, they're just 17 inches people ask all the time and and so in the grand scheme of things like that's not like a huge bicep but but aesthetically looking at it, it's like, you know, it looks like it's incredibly tall. Um, so well, I think yeah. it does have a little bit to do with it. Well, when you lose, a, you know, when you start cutting and, and we've seen this time and time again, you know, guys that look sort of average and, yeah. you know, they go through like uh, four or five months of cutting, slowly reducing their calories and losing about, you know, at the most a pound of body weight a week. Right. Suddenly you're just like, va-va-voom. Like uh, John Paul O'Neill, you know, uh, who... Uh, a friend of ours who just competed in a bodybuilding competition. He, you know, he looked like even even the people who were like organizing the contest were like, this guy just transformed overnight. And it's not necessarily that John put on more muscle, is that he was just really, really good at cutting. And so when he stepped on that stage, people were just like... You know, the jaws were dropping because he looks so good. Because the muscles really popped. Yeah. And, right. And, and, I, mm-hmm. I think I have that going for me because, like I said, like I, I, I struggle to put on size. Like I'm, I'm not, I look much bigger than I actually am. Um, so I, I, I agree with you. I think it's sometimes it's all in the diet. Like it's, there's so much more in the diet than um, I, I, I feel like. I've heard it, people say like so much of, um, you know, body transformation and, and bodybuilding, like 99% of it is in the kitchen, yeah. like so much of it. Well, and, and in terms of, you know, uh, race and bodybuilding, it's like, do you find that you're put under different type of expectations um, because of, of being a black man? Or do you feel like, you know, that there's anything like special to consider in terms of like what you do? 
Um, no, not, not really. I think the biggest thing is uh, people are usually shocked that I have to tan. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, so I, I did a show in yeah. 2013, and I was going to the tanning bed like twice a week, um, <clears throat> and, and I could see a difference. And then I still had to get like the spray tan mm-hmm. before, and they oiled me up and all that stuff. But um, I, th- I think it, it really just... That's the biggest thing. Like, I feel I don't get any, I don't, I don't have any sort of expectations I have to live up to, but it's more people being surprised that in the actual process of like an, a show, what you have to go through in order to like not be washed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of, um, there's so much skincare I feel sure. that goes into that. And you know, it can be cultural too. Like I, I follow a lot of like in, uh, from uh, India, from the subcontinent, uh, a lot of bodybuilders. And it's interesting when they do their bodybuilding competitions, you know, they do the tanning and the spray tan as well. But instead of having like a more of a, a brown kind of color, they, they infuse theirs with a lot of like gold almost. So like a yellow. Yeah. So they're very like, like they're bronzy, goldy. Like and it's, it's really interesting that like that's that's their cultural ideal. Hmm. You know, and I'm just like, hmm, I wonder how I would look like that because <laughs> it, it's it's an interesting take on the on the color. Well, I, fr- I remember I was in a production of a Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm-hmm. and uh, the character of Rocky was played by my friend Andy, who's black. And um, when they were sort of preparing him with with makeup for the role, uh, they did put gold dust mm-hmm. on his body to really make the muscles pop. Mm-hmm. You know, because Andy is not a bodybuilder, but. You know, the the role, the expectation of Rocky in Rocky Horror is this jacked up guy, right? Sure. And so, um, and uh, he looked phenomenal on the stage and everybody was like pawing at him. <laughs> he oh, was, Rocky. He was just like, I am not used to this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and part of it is like when you're getting ready for the bodybuilding competition and you've done now two contests, right? I've done one getting ready for another one. There's a second one. We just yes. went to the NPC uh, Nationals uh, Gladiators here in Chicago. And I got to say, like, you know, in terms of the, per, you know, because for people who don't know, so there's, you're posing in the morning, traditional poses for the judges. That's where they determine where you place. And then in the afternoons or early evenings, uh, they have, you give you about a minute to perform on stage and flex what most people traditionally think about with bodybuilding. And I have to say, like, some of these guys may have had the really good physiques, but when they started performing, I was bored to tears. (laughs) But every black performer, mostly, most of them, were great at movement and choosing great music. And so when when you were like, when you saw a performer there, you're like, okay, I want to see what this guy has to offer. And you're just like, wow, this, this is such a great performance. Even, you know, necessarily like, so an average body, you know, in terms of bodybuilding can actually look stellar because of the way you present it and the way you move on stage. You are, you are so right. And I feel like my first show, like I, the posing was the worst part, like was one of the worst parts for me. Um, and this go around, I'm, I'm getting a coach because, um, because so much of it is you're right. You can be in amazing shape and just stand up there. And if you just look awkward, you're not presenting, you know, your best self. So it's all about the smile, the way you carry yourself, like your posture, um, the way you move. So it has to look, it can't look like it's forced or like you're some like praying mantis up there. Right. 
Yeah, and I noticed that some guys they're they're doing um uh kind of a most muscular pose, uh, with instead of their fists pointing towards each other, their their wrists are pointing to each other, and they look like praying mantises. <laughs> you know, and it's such a weird like thing, and I'm just kind of like. Well, it's really good for your tendons, but in terms of like presentation on stage, it looks like you're about to, you know, you look like the thing. <laughs> right. The movie, the thing where the like the another head sprouts off the body <laughs> and spider legs crawl out and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, some of these guys are, like have a very awkward presentation, but then other uh, guys, they're just like gorgeous in terms of the movement and. You know, the, the, even the music that they choose. Uh, Hamilton, what did you choose uh, to perform with? Like, what was your song? So, so I actually did physique. Yeah. And so in physique, there, there was no, it wasn't, it's not like a, um, like the bodybuilding yeah. um, routines. And so you get up, like, I, I can't even remember. I'm sure there was music going on, but you do a routine that's not really to music. Oh, they didn't but, give you the um, choice of doing Because uh, this contest, the physique people got to do it. No, it, yeah. I, I remember, um, and it was, it's all such a blur. Like I can tell you everything about like yeah. backstage, but then what, I think it's like, you might be on stage for maybe three minutes. Um, and it's really just like, you're so in your head that you're trying to like hit all your poses and, and make sure you don't look crazy. Um, so, so yeah, it was for me, it was at, at the end, I feel like it was really a whole lot of standing up there. And, um, now I can say I was probably looking a little awkward. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Well, that the, was the, the, uh, the, the physique for people just quickly is it's the one that you use like swim trunks as opposed to swim trunks. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So they cover your quads and right. you may have the most beautiful quads in the world, but we don't get to see them. Yeah. It's like, it's beach body. It's really like about upper body. And, um, you know, I don't, I would assume that they, they, look at calves somewhat, but it really, it's all about your presentation from the waist up. Mm, mm. And how did you place? I didn't place at all. Oh. <laughs> I was, I was, um, I was very much an amateur. Like I, um, my trainer at the time, his brother was, he, he was going to go into, he actually did bodybuilding and his brother, um, was a bodybuilder, a, a um, a competitor and he had done incredibly well and he was like, you know, you guys should just, you know, come out and try it. And so I did, um, I'm glad that I did cause it was something I, you know, I wanted to, to say that I'd done it. And so now several years later, I'm like, oh, I'm getting the itch. Like I, I feel like I look way better than I did back then. Um, and so, um, it was, it was a, um, it was an experience. It was the, the show prep for me was way more fun than the actual, uh, show day itself. The show day was like, I was thirsty as all get out. Um, I was dehydrated. I was so, I was flat. Like looking back, I think I peaked probably about a week or two early. Um, and I just kept going and I was shredded beyond belief. I think I was at 5% body fat. Um, but knowing what I know now, I, I would not go on stage as flat as I was. And I would definitely try to be a little more full than I was back then. And, and and you're you're married. Uh, your yes. husband, uh, he was he's like, you look so hot. Let's have sex. And you're like, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> well, back then we weren't we weren't married actually. Okay. Uh, and the funny thing is, like that summer before um, before the show, he was gone for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I remember when he came back, and he was he was just like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, yeah. So, but um, but he but at the end, so that so he came back like 
August. He was gone for um, he was gone for some of June, some of July, and then um, in August uh, he came back. And the show wasn't until like Labor Day weekend. And by Labor Day weekend, he was saying he was like, okay, he's like, you look, you look gaunt, you look sick, like you don't look like he he was like you were you looked better about two weeks ago. So I, I agree with him at that point. I, I look back now and I was just really, really, um, you know, rookie mistakes. Um, but I know better now. And so that's why I'm, I'm feeling, you know, I think I, I've got, uh, like nine years since then. Um, I'll be wow. 40 next year. And I'm like, you know what, why not try again? Um, I, I know better. Um, I'm actually a certified personal trainer now. So I, I I know a little bit more what I'm doing. I, I know lots more about nutrition. So um, I feel like now is, is really the time to put all of um, my knowledge and experience to work. Well, you know, part of it is when you're throwing a, when you're getting ready for a bodybuilding competition and, you know, usually the, the process is some people take up to a year or two years to get ready um, the standard cutting is what, um, three months, right? 12 weeks. Yeah. About three or four months, three or four months. And you're throwing it's, I describe it as you're throwing a dart at a dart board. That's like going to take out, you know, up to a year to get to the, to the destination and million things can go wrong along the way. Right. And so the fact that you even get to that stage is sort of like heroic and an accomplishment in itself. Yeah, that's that's what I thought the same thing. I I had no it didn't bother me at all that I didn't place like I, I looked as I looked more incredible than I ever had before, like than I ever thought that I mm -hmm. possibly could. And so just the fact that I was able to achieve that, like for myself, was way more than a sword or a medal that I could have won. It was um, like that, that was just a moment of pride for me. And so, you know, now I'm th just thinking I look better now, but you know, six months out than I did back then. So I'm just excited about what I can possibly do, you know, in, in this next six months. Well, congratulations. I mean, you're, you're, you know, your future is so bright. You have to wear shades. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but it is, it, it is difficult, you know, and, and there are days are just like, you know, for some people, it's just like, oh my God, is this worth it? I, I mean, I'm sacrificing so much. The food's expensive. I'm putting so much hours into the gym where I could be doing other things. What do you say to them? Like, you know, how do you make this like exciting and worth it all the time for you? It's hard to, to say you know, to tell someone just because I think I'm, I'm definitely, um, a different breed of person. Like I, I wake up in the middle of the night excited about going to the gym the next day. Like I, I don't, I struggle when I can't go to the gym. So I feel like for the, um, for someone who is struggling or meeting and talking themselves out of it, just think of how good you'll feel afterwards. It's just, it, all it takes sometimes is just getting up and getting ready. Or I tell some people, just have your gym clothes at the, um, at the foot of the bed. Or if you're going to go work after, after uh, you get done with work, um, just pack your bag. If you pack your bag, leave it in the car, like, what's your excuse then? You already have all of your stuff ready to go. Um, I, th I think the working out is, is easy. Like I said, a lot of the struggle is, is the diet. And so the, you, mm -hmm. you kind of have to have a little bit of this, like, you have to have somewhat of a masochistic t 
type attitude. Like I'm going to, you know, put myself through the ringer mm. and I enjoy it. <laughs> and it doesn't hurt to have, you know, the admiration and attention of others. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but by, by all <laughs> means. <laughs> You're like, do you like my biceps there? But would you believe they're 17 inches? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Touch measure the them. skin. Well, yeah, like like people are always like, your biceps must be twenty five inches. And I was just like, honey, it's about. I'm like a, you know, maybe like seventeen or eighteen inches. Last time I measured, you know, and I don't think of that as big. And I know plenty of people at the gym who have like way better physiques who'd never compete. You know, they're they're they don't put themselves out. They don't even have Instagram accounts. And I'm well, like, how am I going to masturbate to your photos <laughs> if you don't put them on Instagram? Well, similarly, there's there are plenty of people with like with arms that are way bigger than mine. But but yeah. I feel like for me, like I think it's all about the the conditioning and the shaping. Like it's all about the toning. Um, I mean, there like I said, plenty of people with humongous arms. Um, but I'm just kind of like I I like it's it's the aesthetic. It is the it's the illusion. So I mean, and how often? Like how many times? is anyone really going to come up and measure your arm? Like how many times does that really count? It's really that first glance, that first impression. So if it looks bigger than it is, there's no tape measure around, you know, that's really what's going to stick with somebody, not like a measurement. And if you ever like pose with other muscular friends, just make sure you're standing on the edge of the photo. So you look bigger than them. <laughs> yeah. Right, closer, <laughs> closer to the, closer to the, the camera. Right. It's not just closer to the camera. It's also on the edge. You, you think of the, the space that the camera makes as a bubble. And as, as the closer to the edge of the ah. bubble, you have more distortion. Oh, and the distortion is your friend. So anything, uh, objects closer to the edge of the bubble are bigger than they appear. The edge. Okay. The edge. And closer to the camera. Mm. And so like we were at the bodybuilding competition and you know, like some of these guys are huge and I'm like, okay, it's true. And I'm like telling them it's tradition to stand in the middle of the photo. So we, a smaller people can out look bigger, look bigger next to you. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> out angle them. And they're like, what? Huh? Who? And I'm like, stand over here. <laughs> and then they see the picture. I'm like, I look tiny next to you. And I'm like, exactly. that's right. <laughs> and you never will be. <laughs> I mean, we took a photo with uh, Pawan, and he's almost what is he? Two hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah, he's like twice our size. Yeah. yeah, but like I think we got a couple pictures where we look pretty big next to him. <laughs> so like, stand back there a little bit. Yeah, Pawan like, okay. is. I just want to say that Pawana, uh, who listens to the podcast on a regular basis, and he like interacts with a lot of the listeners and the guests of the show, and you know he's he's such a great sweetheart, you mm. know, out there and. And Hamilton, you seem like it's just a wonderful, wholesome guy. I try to be, you know, and and so I really appreciate you because you listen to the shows. I do. I've I've listened to every last one of them. I, I listened to Pawan also. So what what got, what what was the first one you listened to? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the oh the first one I listened to interestingly was um uh muscle punch. Muscle pup badge. Mm -hmm. Oh, because um, I I had just gotten back from San Francisco actually, and I was like. Damn it! I was there like a week, a week before like one of the the shows that he mm -hmm. had, and um, and it like it was. I was actually born in San Francisco. This is my first time going back, um, and it was just neat to to listen to him talk about the. Uh, I think with Powerhouse is that the yeah they have a night called Flex where they have like yeah. uh, bodybuilders pose and they have a, a best biceps contest. 
Right. And I, and I, th- I thought about that because we were at, we went to powerhouse and I was like, I could have done that. Um, and he probably would have won. <laughs> um, but so that, yeah, that was the, f- the first one that I listened to, but I've listened to um, just about all of them. And actually um, Levi David, yeah, um, he actually um, used to live really close to me. Like, so Hendersonville is about 50 minutes mm. from here and he used to, um, he was really close by for a little bit. So, um, but yeah, I love the show. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, Levi moved to Chicago and I, both Levi and I have been really, really busy and we actually not ever met in person yet. And I feel so bad about it. Got to hang out. I know. It's just, there are many wonderful people that come to us because of this podcast and Hamilton. I, I just really appreciate you. Like, you know, I know you're, 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 you're like a teacher. You're uh, you know, a muscle dad, your dog, dad, <laughs> your husband, <laughs> you know, it's like you do a lot and I really appreciate you just taking time to talk to us. I appreciate you guys. I, I listen to y'all in the gym. So y'all actually, you're helping fuel all of this. Really? So I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Pump it, pump what, it, pump is that, it. Is there anything we got wrong or <laughs> yeah. Any, do you have any notes? <laughs> I don't, I don't have any notes, but I, I think it's, um, I do one of my, um, one thing I know that, um, Fausto, you like the, the preacher curls on no the, the hammer curls on the preacher bench. Mm-hmm. I do. That, I love them. You know, like I'm, I've, I started doing those when you, um, mentioned that and those don't do it for me. I mean, I'm, I'm sure like physiologically, like it's a, different it's a things good, are for different people. It's a very but. good thing to end your, your uh, bicep workout with. Cause it gives you just a, this really cool pump. And then, so in terms of like, you know, part of it is like, if you're admiring, you're admiring your uh, muscles and you're looking and it, it, it really uh, swells up my forearms and gives me this beautiful pump on my bicep that I can't get any other way. And so for me, uh-huh. it's like a, it's a, it's, it's a great finisher. It really, really light, yes. really light, lots of reps at the very end, like just like pushes all that blood in there. Um, for, and, for me, yeah, my, yeah. my favorite is, um, I love seven, seven and sevens, the mm-hmm. 21s. Gosh, those just, you know, really, you know, fill me up. Um, I, I always look so jacked after doing those. Fill you up? Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I haven't done those sevens <laughs> wink, in a while. Wink. For people that don't know, it's you trying to hit like the... Uh, three different parts of the heads of your bicep, right? Yeah. Yeah. So to describe it is uh, it starts off with a narrow range near the top, narrow range near the bottom, and then full range. And that's seven reps each, each one of them. And so the idea is just, you're just tricking your bot, your biceps into doing a high volume. And because you're changing the way you target your biceps, you're not, you, you hopefully can get 21 repetitions out of it. Yeah, and you're getting that eccentric in like different yeah. different locations. So I usually go from I do low, and then I do so I basically go from you know um, full range of motion up to my waist, lift it up to my waist, and do seven of those. And I do from my waist all the way up um, seven of those, and then I do complete full range of motion from um, relaxed all the way um, flexed up at the top. So seven of each of those, and I usually do them with I start with like ten. 10 pound dumbbells. And then I usually work my every now and again, on a good day, I can do like 25, but I mean, it's not supposed to be really heavyweight. No. In fact, you know, I learned this from a bodybuilding lady, um, for shoulders go down the rack. And this is true for uh, forearms. It goes true for like calves. Uh, it, you know, part of it is like these, these smaller muscles 
they love high volume. Yeah. And, you know, so she had me basically, you know, do my dumbbell, you know, side lifts. But then we went like from 35 down to 30, down to 25, down to 20, 15, 10, 5. And by the then I couldn't even move. And then my own arms like flapping like a bird in the gym. And I had the most one. I looked like uh, that more plates, more dates guy. (laughs) (laughs) I I forgot his name, but uh, who does the video blog on, on YouTube. I forgot. Uh, And, and, you know, he has these beautiful uh, round shoulders. And I was like, that's a great way to sort of like develop it. I find it like psychologically a little bit like, you know, intense, but mm-hmm. if you can try it every now and then, um, it's it's a great way to then get yourself, your muscles looking at their best so you can take a nice photo for your Instagram and scruff and grinder and so on. <laughs> yeah, walk end up walking out the gym sideways because you're so pumped up. Because everyone's like, you look so great. And I'm like, notice that all my photos are taken <laughs> at, at the, the gym, gym <laughs> within 10 minutes after my workout is over. Wouldn't it be great if that look lasted all day? <laughs> well, then, then you'd be chasing a better look. You know, it's always, <laughs> it is sort of like when you have money, it's like, then you want more money. That's why we're yep. in the situation economically that we're in this country, you know, that people just, they get greedy, you know? Absolutely. How, how much muscle is enough, Hamilton? <laughs> that is the question. We yeah. will see. You need yeah. all of it. <laughs> Well, that's that's a, that's a, a big question because you know at a certain point you're just like your your husband and your family are like okay it's time to eat mac and cheese. You yeah, know? my husband asks me that all the time. He's like, when when are you going to be satisfied? He he's, he asks me that every now and again, and I'm like, it's a look that I'm going for. It's a look. He's like, well, what look is that? <laughs> and I can never really explain it myself. So well, it's it's about the pleasure in trying to achieve a goal that's not achievable. It's a very uh, Buddhist kind of thing, right? So it's like we're trying to do an impossible task and finding the, the pleasure in that insurmountable task. It's like uh, that guy in, in the, uh, not the Bible, but the uh, Greek mythology that's pushing the rock up to the top of the hill only for the rock to go down. Sisyphus. Sisyphus. And he was cursed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. But in some idea, like when we read about that story, it doesn't sound like he's complaining too much, you know? <laughs> well, he's stuck for eternity. He's stuck for that. eternity. Yeah. And, or we all are, you know, that's the human condition, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, we're always fighting against aging, fighting against gravity, fighting against decay. Um, but you know, it's, it's about the pleasure of living and living sometimes is doing something over and over again, understanding that it may never, uh, get to this, ideal that's impossible yeah you know but does it mean just because something is uh, difficult or impossible doing doesn't mean that it can't be fun or pleasurable to do you know i I know i sound like uh, julie andrews like mary poppins like (laughs) and every workout there is an element of fun (laughs) find the fun and then snap your workout's a game Just a spoonful of sugar makes your. That's why it's nice to work out with guys who are are, are built and jacked because you, you it, it's inspirational. Well, and yeah. I'm I'm always you know I'm the thirstiest person at the gym you know and it's like <laughs> like if it, like some some guys like you know they're they're sexually compulsive and I'm just like May West like take a look at me fellas. Oh. <laughs> 
And they're, and they're like, ah, yes. Do a downward dogs. Yes. Do a, uh, they, they like, um, they really like, uh, the hip thrusts on the Smith machine. Cause they, oh, look, they imagine that I'm fucking them, you know, <laughs> hip thrust. And then the, the, um, the hip, the hip abductor, if you do it the right way. You know, uh, I, I just find those very, they're very feminine in some ways, you know, like what hip thrusts? Yeah, no, no. The, uh, uh abductor, hip no. abductors and oh, abductors, yeah. you know, what yeah. I call the yeah. vagina exercise. Yeah. Cause you're like <laughs> vagal lifts, vagal lifts. You're, you're, well, you're spreading your legs open and you're closing them. Right. And, uh, you know, I always like, I like it when I see somebody who I'm really attracted to doing them and I'm just like secretly going, yes, spread those legs. <laughs> And then when they get up out of their, their, you know, seat or whatever, then you sit down and you're just like, this is what it feels like to sit next to them. <laughs> creepy. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, I'm a people person. <laughs> Sue me. Okay, I will. <laughs> Hamilton. See you in court. I'll see you in court. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast today, Hamilton. And, it's been and great. People, hey, I appreciate uh, it. You're in Greenville. Uh, sorry. Um, so people can follow you on cupcake.fitness and pecs and peaks, but it's the letter N as in Miss Jackson if you're nasty. Hmm? That's right. Yeah. Pecs <laughs> and peaks. Correct. And thank you, Hamilton. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Had fun. Great. Come back again sometime. Come back again after your contest. Let us know how it Absolutely. goes. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right. Take care. Hamilton Parks lives in Greenville, South Carolina. You can follow him on Instagram, cupcake.fitness mm -hmm. and pecs and peaks. Mm -hmm. The N is for nasty. <laughs> it was great talking Natural. to him. Natural. You know, and it, it just yeah. goes to show you too, is like so many of the bodybuilders and people who are into fitness is like, they've had some real health outcomes, you know, that they've had challenges. I mean, losing your kidneys. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. You're like, what kidney? Who needs kidneys? You know? And people think, you know, they look at somebody like Hamilton might be like, oh, he's just, you know, he's vain or narcissistic. And, you know, here's somebody who was, you know, formerly you know, fat, thick and, and juicy, thick and juicy and his condition, his body and, and fought through surgeries and, and, and made it. And, you know, all bodies are beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's about like harvesting and, and um, cultivating that beauty. And finding that beauty in for you, you know, it's like maybe you have short bicep peaks or long bicep peaks. It's like, but you know, what do I have? I don't know. I Let don't me see. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you got, but I like yeah. it. No. So the idea uh, in terms of like bicep peaks, what Hamilton's talking about is the distance between the crease of your elbow and where your bicep begins. And some people like have this like crazy long distance like there's no muscle mm -hmm. there and then suddenly the bicep appears and so if it's in a good range like hamilton does it can just look like you know cartoonishly mm -hmm. big mm -hmm. um for me i'm like basically i'm the porridge goldilocks chose <laughs> <laughs> you know i have a pretty average bicep uh insertion is mm -hmm. what the term is and i think you are pretty similar to me you know like now i've been lifting since i was in eighth grade and so what a lot of people say that have is a, it's a very nice way of saying muscle maturity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that old so, muscle? Old muscle. So, you know, that I've been lifting my entire life. And so like, I'm at the age now, um, I'm 50, I'm turning 51 in April of this year. And, um, you know, so if I, my competition is going to be, hopefully people had just got into the game. And so I'm likely to place very well. 
if I place at all. Now, um, if because uh, if I was in the thirty and below, I, pff, I I wouldn't do it well at all. You know, what's even? I mean, I could go and be in the contest, but it's not like I'm not going to have no illusions that I'm going to do as well as somebody sure. who's you know uh, twenty five years old and been lifting and doing power moves and all that stuff. Like for me, when I was you know twenty five years old, it, like we were vegans. <laughs> Wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, we just didn't have the knowledge mm -hmm. and the resources and the trainers. Like, you know, some of these guys like have uh, great um, coaches in high school that are giving them the information and the resources. And of course, Instagram and YouTube and bodybuilding forums and websites yeah, and podcasts. Those there 25 years ago. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, like some, I mean, they shouldn't be doing this, but like some high school kids are ordering their steroids online and having it delivered into their UPS store mailbox and juicing at, at a very young age, uh, which we don't recommend doing, but you know, they are doing it. And so they're have, building these massive physiques at a very, very young age. And, uh, and their parents are just like, Hmm, that creatine sure works. <laughs> We've got some great reviews on, uh, Apple podcasts, uh, from Bill TC. He writes, uh, guys who are more than just a piece of meat, really entertaining podcasts that provides a voice to so many guys who a lot of people might just view as pieces of meat. Fausto and his husband, Mark, explore more than just being incredibly hot men with big muscles. The conversations they have about everything from sexuality to personal stories paint a beautiful picture of what it can mean to be queer man and go to show that everyone has a story. But not every story should be told. No, not everyone. <laughs> no, but we really appreciate like, you know, people who are listeners of the podcast and have this like amazing story or, or great perspective or secrets, you know, like mm -hmm. share your bodybuilding secrets. Reach out to me on Instagram, Fausto Fernos or Mark. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you want to do like a bodybuilding consultation, think of it as like your own personal podcast. Mm -hmm. It's an hour on the phone. You and me. We look at everything you've been doing, your food, your workouts, your rest, your supplements, and, you know, the legals and illegal ones. And if you want to talk about steroids, we go talk about steroids. And, you know, and basically it's for entertainment purposes only. It's no substitute for medical information or working with a trainer. Uh, but basically, you know, I've... We set people on a path. I set it on a path. It's, it's like how to find a good coach, how to find a good doctor, um, how to find solutions to the problems and obstacles that you're facing and how to identify some of those obstacles that you weren't even aware that they were there. And people send you pictures of their body and you kind of like give them feedback on, yeah. on their muscle development and, and where they could improve. And, you know, it, for a lot of it is it is guys who have been lifting for a little bit of while and, you know, they're just kind of like unsure where to go. Mm -hmm. And it's just ninety nine bucks. It helps to support this podcast. It helps us make this show. And, you know, we have a lot of um, uh, testimonials of like pretty much 100% customer satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Like no one's been like, that was a waste of time. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And so they really feel like they get something out of it. And so if you do that, um, just message me on Instagram and just say, let's grow big together. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll talk about it and, and uh, go from there. And because, you know, part of it is like, for me, it's important not just to accomplish something. It's also important to show others how to accomplish the same thing. Like we make the world a better place just by showing others how we do what we love. And it may not, we don't love all the same things, but when we do something in front of another person that really inspires us and drives us passion, 
it unlocks the secrets to a happy life, an everlasting life mm. in, in um, seeing others doing something they love. Because love, what is love? Love is just the relationships that we have with each other. And so, you know, when the Beatles said, all you need is love, what we're, we're really saying is that the relationships you have with people are the most important things in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's not money and it's not po political power. It, and, you know, what is money? What is political power? Again, it's the relationships between people. And so for you, like uh, you're listening to the show and you're like, you know, I really love this podcast. Uh, I'm maybe in the closet. I may be embarrassed sharing a bodybuilding podcast with my friends on social media. Write a review. Uh, you go to Apple Podcasts and, you know, you can be as critical or as supportive as you want to be. Uh, Bo, uh, he wrote, I feel seen by Let's Grow Big Together. Fausto, Mark, and their guests make me feel like I belong as a queer man at the gym. Their commentary is funny, informative, relatable, and motivating. Rawr. Thank you for making space for queer people in bodybuilding and fitness and for letting us in on the fun along the way. Oh, thank you, Bo. Bo. I, I love the name Bo. It's a hot name. Yeah, it's like, my it's, name's Bo. It's beautiful in French. Oh. And Handsome. It, and it's also like uh, Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazard. Beauregard. Beauregard. Which, which is good looking. Oh, really? Yeah, Beauregard <laughs> is good looking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Schneider. Just Bo. My name's Bo. And uh, oh, God. I Just like both. to lift weights, and I like to uh, dance, <laughs> and I like to be uh, touched, yeah. and I love to touch yeah. others, and uh, you like my biceps? They're 17 inches. I want to remind folks, too, we can't do this podcast without your support, so if you're not a Plus listener, consider signing up today at feastoffun.com slash plus, because your contribution to the show is what makes this show happen. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com slash feastoffun, or maybe you just like to make a donation. You can do that at donate. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, feastoffun.com slash donate or just cash app, Venmo. Yeah, ads uh, are annoying um, and you're listening to ads some just stuck in the show there. Well, guess what? You can uh, have an ad-free experience just by following us on, on Patreon. It's just a couple bucks a month, like less than, you know, one pre-workout drink. You, I mean, some of you guys like spending, you know, 12 bucks on like some stupid caffeinated shit that's going to give you a stroke five years from right. now. Instead, put Just, that money into an ad free listening experience by going to patreon.com slash feast of fun or access thousands, thousands. Uh, we've been doing this uh, two podcasts, feast mm -hmm. of fun. And let's grow big together now for 18 years. Is that right? We started in 2005. Yeah, That's crazy. So we'll be starting here in 19th season come February. So, so a long time. And there's so many great shows, so many great interviews and conversations. And they're all ad-free. And you can do so by going to feastofun.com slash plus. And of course, your financial support makes this program possible. So we mm. salute you and we thank you. And uh, please reach out to us on Instagram, Fausto Furnos. Mark Fillion, M-A-R-C-F-E-L-I-O-N. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.